This is the Choose Well Program podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about part two of our conversation with Brandon, who's no longer a bully. And also, we're going to talk about the idea of bullying. What is bullying? How do we define it? And how do we, how do we, the Choose Well Program, kind of talk about bullying in our assemblies, classroom, and our content that we create? So, thanks for joining us. And here we go with this edition of the Choose Well Program podcast. Again, welcome everybody to this edition of Choose Well Program Podcast. I am Mr. Brown, and our Choose Well Program Podcast is an extension of the Choose Well Program. So please visit choosewellprogram.com to find out more information about what we do, how we can impact your school culture to help it be more positive, more inclusive, one choice at a time, because it comes down to choices. Like I always say, when you make better choices, you will live a better life. So choose well. Oh, yeah. Let's jump into real quick. Before we give you the second uh, part of my conversation with Brandon, I want to talk a little bit about bullying and how we approach the subject of bullying through the Choose Well program. Uh, a little quick story. When I got started with speaking in schools, I, I started years ago, but in my move to the Reading area, um, Shasta County area, I got a contract with the school district to talk about bullying. They wanted to deal with bullying. Uh, it was a big issue, and they also wanted to do something with parents. So we had a contract to work with 30 different schools to speak on bullying. Not only that, but work with the educators and the parents as well on this topic. However, I did not want to be known as the bullying guy, the guy just talked about bullying, because I think bullying is just one of the choices that we can make to impact our, co- our school cultures in a positive way. The anti-bullying message is, is a good one. It needs to be there. But my approach kind of changed. I didn't want to be, hey, let's have somebody talk about bullying and not bullying. Because you can tell people to the blue in the face not to do something, but do we have an alternative? Do we, do we, do we, you know, give them something else to do and not tell them not to be mean to each other, right? And so we did the bully assemblies, but I want I want to go more on a positive focus. And, and we went with this message. I choose to care about others, my world, and myself. That was our message. And yes, we did define bullying, but we went through those three things. I choose to care. And if you notice, I like hand motion. If you're watching this on YouTube or any video platform, I, I like hand motion. So we point out someone and say, I Hold your hands out and say, choose. Hold your hand on your heart and say, to care about others, point to other people, my world, make a circle for the world, and myself, right? And I, I like that positive message with students, that I choose to care about others, my world, and myself. And speaking of the branding um, interview we're going to play the second part of later, uh, I think that's the message we brought to his, even to his high school. And we broke it down. I choose to care about Others, like I choose to care about other people, knowing that everybody's going through something. We all got struggles in life, but can we choose to have empathy for other people who may be going through the same thing that you're going through? So we kind of focus on that and caring about others, our world, what's going on around our world and even ourselves. Here's the reality. If I choose to care about others and my world, I am showing I care about myself because I live in community with others. I live with you know, the, the world, I live in this world, and it's going to impact me, myself, as I interact with these people. And so I think that's so important. But when it comes down to breaking down what is bullying, I think it's important to give a good definition. And I define it as this. Bullying is when someone is picking on someone, it's repeated, and there's a power difference. So it's repeated picking on or putting someone down. And usually it comes from a person who has more power or a better position of the person. So you have one girl who may be in a better position or who may be, have more power or authority, so to speak, over this girl. Or maybe it's a group of girls, a group of boys picking on one other student. Those are things that are bullying. 
And for bullying to be bullying, it has to be repeated and it has to be a power differential, I, I believe. I mean, if they're putting that person down, making them feel uncomfortable, saying things negative to towards them and just repeat it over and over again that's bullying now I, i'm very clear in my assemblies if one student has a fight with another student that's not bullying they have disagreement that's not bullying it's when it's repeated and it's consistent it's over over time i think it's important to have clear definitions when we have these words i think we live in a world now where definitions we can change them anytime we want to our approach when it comes to bullying is i don't want to just focus on don't bully don't bully don't bully I want to give them an aspirational goal, something they can look forward to and something we can all embrace in our culture. We don't I don't think it's positive to have anti-bullying signs all over the school, but it could be positive. Say, hey, we choose to care about each other at school. This is what we're about. We're about caring for each other. We're about people feeling like they matter. We 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 are about respect. And, and one of the ways I think to do that is get to know each other. How, I see you as a human being. I respect that you have value because of your humanity, not because of your achievements, not because of your looks, but because you're human. And I think as we all can get on, that's something we can get a we can share versus going, don't bully, don't do that, don't put people down. Hey, give me something to look forward to to do. And I can choose to care about others my world and myself. I would love to have a conversation with you about that with your school, with your as, a, as an educator, whether you're a teacher, wh whoever you are, teacher, bus driver, administrator, I would love to have a conversation even with your school, come up with a plan where we can help your school embrace the idea of caring or respect um, for each other. So if you heard the first episode, the conversation with Brandon, who was then the self-proclaimed undercover bully, <laughs> uh, he's no longer that anymore. He is, he has changed. Um, and he says the the Tuzwa program or my assembly was a catalyst for his or the bridge, he calls it, to that change. Here's a conversation with Brandon. You told me that the, the thing you took away was choice is choosing well, but responsibility. Responsibility. Like, I'm responsible for, like, I, you haven't seen this yet, but we do it to, I put a hand on hip, am responsible for <laughs> me. And I teach that in assemblies. And then I had kids come up and do it. And teachers come up and do it. I had a girl at Columbia. She came up, man, her hips all over. She was like, she was I like but, I, but I want them to get that. I am responsible for me. I think I saw that in one of your videos. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of my videos. Yeah. Now, and I think I love the fact that kids are starting to resonate with that because it's ownership. We live in such a victim, use the word victim, mm -hmm. a victimhood mentality in mm -hmm. our world. So much from this color your skin to your gender mm -hmm. to whatever you identify as everybody's being a victim i'm not saying people don't hurt you yeah but at the end of the day i gotta be responsible for myself right. i can't rely on anyone else to do for me what i can do for myself yeah and and, and like the the really reality right of of that moment at uh, 12 years ago I, I basically realized i can be the hero of my story or i can be the victim of my story mm. Like that was, that was really what I took out of it. Like, and then there was this desire is like, oh, I have this, this ability, this powerful ability to be a good person and I can bring other people into that identity too. Right. Right. And I can bring people and say like, do you want to be a good person? And then at the, like, after that, I literally wanted to change the world. Like I literally <laughs> believed like, okay, I could change the world now. I just didn't, I had, and then, and then I, I came into like the, the dreaming phase and there's too much dreaming. I agree with the people and some motivational speakers come in. You can do anything you want. You can change yeah. the world. You can change your world. Yeah. And that is changing the world. Yeah. Because when you become a better person, and I think that should be the focus, I want to be the best person I can be. And I think it's, uh, this book called Atomic Habits is a really good book about making habits. And one thing you talk about is having identity habits. Um, things that your habits are based on who you want to be, your your aspirational identity, who you want to be, mm -hmm. and even who you are in some senses. And I remember 
one day my wife said you're a good man mm-hmm. and my tendency would be like oh no i'm not because <laughs> my tendency is to think about all the bad i've done that she doesn't know about yeah. my thought life all stuff that i, I kind of focus on the negative self-talk right? yeah when we when we get compliments we kind of deflect them sometimes right yeah. like, oh, no 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 but you know when she said that you're a good man I want to be what she sees as I am. I yeah. want to you know, be a good man. And so I'm going to embrace that identity of being a good man. Yeah. And that's going to inform my choices for my wife and my kids, my community. I'm a good man. It's not that I'm, I'm better than anyone else. Right. There's no pride. There's not like the, there's not like false pride in that. No, I, I'm making choices to be a good man. Yeah. And will I fail at times? Yeah. But my identity is I want to be a good man. Yeah. And so I think that instead of being a victim and saying, you know, it's about what happened to me, it's about what I'm choosing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my personal responsibility. And then you exuberate that identity and people will, people are drawn to it and people want to see that like there's a better way. Cause there are so many people who are living in that victim victimhood mentality and they, they've actually made that their hero. Yeah. And so then when you live a life that's actually full of like rich life that feels good and you, and like gives goodness to other, other people around you, then people are going to want that more. They're going to want, they want to understand what responsibility actually means. Um, because I, to me, re- the reality of the victim victimhood mentality is like we, we relieve ourselves from responsibility. Yeah, because that can be the victim. Yeah. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes manipulative. It, mm-hmm. Like it gives the choices to other people. Like I'm, I'm hurting. Now I'm giving you the choice to actually make me feel good. Right. Or you get to commiserate with me and make me feel bad. Because I, I meet some students, and I, I really like to hear their stories. But I have to caution some of them to not. Um, let that story de- de- define who they are. Yeah. So in other words, some kids embrace it. Oh, my mom did this to me. Mom. And they always tell that story over and over and over again. And they relive the hurt and they mm-hmm. begin to grab the hurt and say, oh, look at me. I'm hurting because of mm-hmm. what that person did. You should love me because I'm hurting. You should do this for me because I'm hurting. Yeah. And they don't realize the fact that they're only going down downward spiral, not yeah. becoming who they want to be because they're they're identifying as if they put a, a cape on, put a V on their chest, I'm the victim, yeah. and they want to get love and acceptance through right. that identity versus being, you know, I'm overcoming this. I am not a victim. Yeah. And I hate to sound so cheesy, but I'm not a victim, but I'm victorious. You know, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I want to be a victor, not a victim of my life. And I think it's more, more, yeah. there's more power in that. Yeah, and that's where I found a lot of hope, honestly. I found a lot more hope when I saw, like, I can overcome this hurt by choosing choosing to be good by choosing that goodness is actually inside of me that choosing the the responsibility of making good choices now you you said this happened when you were a sophomore and came to school yeah and you had all these thoughts let me ask you this question you may not have the answer to this do you think a lot of students go through the same thing you're going through you were going through the shame the shame and just whatever like the idea that all this is going on and they're hiding it and they can they can they could choose to do something different. Do you think they, what do you think about students your age? Were they going through that at a time? At 15? Yeah, 15. Oh, abs- yeah, absolutely. I think, I think what's, what's, what's bad. And I don't know about the, the current generation, but when I was 15, um, what was bad with us is that we like collected people who were like us. And we, we basically allowed ourselves to be victims together. So like, and, and we ran away from it by having fun instead of like addressing it. But like, we longed for it so badly and we understood each other's stories, but we, we collectively ran away from responsibility. Honestly, Mm. we collectively, by, 
by using our privilege, by using um, what other people had. So it became manipulative based on their their hurt to get yeah. what they wanted. Yeah. So they, they leveraged their victimhood right. to get what they wanted. And then we created this community together where we were all collectively just running away from our problems. Hmm. Um, but like, we're, we're still teenagers. We're still young. It's not like we want to go through those things and like address them. We didn't have anybody who was stepping in and saying like, Hey, there's a better way. And like, that's just, that's just what it was. Right. Um, we wanted, we want hurt. We wanted to stay hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think and you said, you know, you have anybody and I think, and I want, as I go to schools, I want administrators and educators to know that, listen, I don't have the idea that when I come in, every kid's going to be changed forever. I don't think that, you know, I come and do an assembly. I think sometimes they expect that. They expect when I come and do an assembly yeah. that from this day forward, all these kids start making sure. They wouldn't say that, but yeah. they're expecting, hey, but to me, one of my favorite quotes is never underestimate the power of a moment. Never mm-hmm. underestimate the power of a moment. So, good. so the moment that you heard me speak, you went to this assembly, that was a moment that led to other moments yeah. that changed your life. So you might say, hey, you changed my life, but like you also said, this was the, the, project, the, bridge. The, bridge, the bridge to other choices, but without that one, would you have got over the bridge? Exactly. You know I mean? So Exactly. That's exactly why like, I, always, I always point back to you because I, I wouldn't have believed in myself. I wouldn't believe that there was a better way. I was stuck in my shame. I was stuck in this this pit of of hurt, and I felt like everybody else had it figured out, and I didn't. And and that day when you spoke, I realized that I had I could I could become something. Hmm. I could become something because before I thought like my becoming was over, and this is just where I was at. And then the reality was like I still have choices. I was fifteen. And I could still make the next choice. I could still make the next thing happen for me. I was happening still. And, and that reality of happening, that reality that I was existing, and in that existing, I could become something. I had control of what I was becoming, gave me hope that there was something more for me. And like, it's that moment. All right. It was that moment. It, it, it created a it, like a snowball effect of, of responsibility, a snowball effect of believing in myself, a snowball effect of of the next victory, hmm. and and then and then seeing my failures as as a success, like a possible, like a, a opportunity instead of yeah. a failure. Wow. And I, you know, this makes me smile real big because again, doing what I do, I don't always see the end result i don't see like you know a lot of guys have a job let's say you work in construction mm-hmm. you work hard you pour the cement you build a building you can drive down the street oh we built that building i helped with for that cement I, you know you can see your the, the the fruit of your labor yeah i don't always get to see it I, I get to you know go and do and i believe that i'm planting seeds or watering seeds like yeah. teachers educators are are watering seeds are planting seeds i'm watering or planting seeds parents are watering planting we're, yeah. we're in this agricultural <laughs> analogy yeah but i don't get to see sometimes the fruit yeah. And so hearing you tell these stories is a glimpse of some fruit that 12 years ago I spoke in the assembly <laughs> and there's some fruit from it. And yeah. so I want to say thank you for, you know, coming up to me at, at, at the coffee shop and tell, you know, stopping me and saying, hey, I remember this because that means a lot to me um, because sometimes I just don't see it. I don't hear it. Yeah. And it's great to hear that at least you there's one <laughs> <laughs> at least there's one out there yeah. who that was a, a moment that that i probably underestimated like i mm-hmm. underestimated 
that the power of that moment, but that moment was a catalyst for your life change and bringing you where you are today. So mm-hmm. thank you for Absolutely. sharing that with me. Absolutely. And I, I am always thankful, especially like, I mean, I started following your YouTube videos. Um, I, I bre- it like gives me life to see you honestly, because it rem- it helps me remember the choices that I've made. I'm um, leading up to the person I am and, and I am a person that I'm so thankful for. I am the person that I needed when I was 15 years old now. Hmm. That's good. And that's, that's <laughs> all I really like. That's all I really wanted. I wanted somebody like me and I get to be that person now. Hopefully, uh, as you begin to volunteer with us, you might actually be that for another 15 year old kid one day. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, who knows what will happen, but, and even if it's not on stage, and that's what I want to encourage people, everybody doesn't have to be on stage to impact a life. You don't have to be up front. It is how you live your life. And as you mentioned earlier, as you begin to give and share, your life breathes this difference and this, this energy to people that mm-hmm. they see. So you don't have to be on stage to make a difference in a 15 year old's life. And I think you're doing it now with the work you do. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. But uh, I want to, again, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having this conversation and thank you for just stopping me because that took a lot for you to say hey mr brown i gotta, I gotta tell you something you i know? mean it, that that <laughs> that's that goes back to the boldness that you've created or helped create um yeah thank you for listening to this episode of the choose well program podcast we're so grateful for all the listeners whether you listen on spotify on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, we thank you hey share it with your family and friends share it with people so they can join the choose well program movement because we want it to be a movement where people are making better choices to live a better life for more information about everything we do visit the choosewellprogram.com once again it's the choosewellprogram.com and join us for the next episode of the Choose Well Program podcast. I just said a whole lot of Choose Well. Oh, yeah.